Today I'm talking about worldwide moral chaos that we're seeing around the world right now, and as believers, how God has called us to live above it, how we can do that. I'm also talking about six different news items right now, headlines that absolutely prove that we're living at the end of the end times. Jesus is coming. I'll prove it to you in the news. I'm also answering your questions. I'm Jimmy Evans. Welcome to The Tipping Point Show. I want to welcome you to the show today. Today I'm talking about worldwide moral chaos and what's going on today. Uh, and this is going to be very helpful for you to help you to understand what's going on, what the Bible says about the moral chaos happening today and how we can live above it. I also just want to remind you that this is Christmas time, the Christmas season. If you're giving gifts, consider giving someone in uh, times.com. It's $7 a month, $77 a year. Really encouraging, but the number one comment that we hear from all of you guys is how encouraging it is. You can encourage someone by giving them a subscription. So I wanna encourage you to go to endtimes.com and right there there's a button that says give a gift subscription. I encourage you to do that. It would be a great blessing to somebody that you care about. I wanna talk about this end times moral chaos that we see uh, in the world today. Jesus prophesied it and the apostle Paul prophesied it. Here's Matthew 24 where Jesus prophesied it. Uh, it says, you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you're not troubled for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines, pestilences and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. You'll be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended and will betray one another and hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold, but he who endures to the end shall be saved. Now, all these, all these things are happening right now. Every single thing Jesus is talking about. Wars and rumors of wars, I talked about that uh, in, in one of our previous programs. He talked about earthquakes, uh, uh, pestilences, and famines. That's Check all those boxes. That's all happening in the world today. But he said that because lawlessness abounds, the, many of, the love of many will grow cold. Well, that word is the word agape. That's talking about Christians. It's talking about a world of hatred where Israel is hated. Jesus said, you'll be hated by all nations on my account. Not only is Israel hated, and I'm going to talk about that in the news items in just a little bit. Israel is hated, but Christians are hated. The Christians are hated all over the world. And so what we see is that word coming true, but when it says the love of many will grow cold, that's talking about Christians. That's the word agape. That's the Christian word for love. And what it's talking about is that end times will be such a severe time that even Christians will lose the fervor of their love that they once had because of just the the corruption in the world. So many people are so hateful. So many people are so mean-spirited that, that believers stop living the way that they should. And during this Christmas season, I just remind all of us that we're the salt of the earth and the light of the world. That's what Jesus said, is that we're supposed to be the example to the rest of the world of how to live. And so during this Christmas time, we just need to remember our witness for Jesus, our love for God and love for other people, not just those people who love us, but all people has never been more important in the history of the world, and no one has ever gotten saved 
because somebody hated them. No one has ever gotten saved because somebody put them down. They got saved because someone who loved Jesus loved them and loved them into the kingdom. And so that's what we've been called to do. This is 2 Timothy 3. This is the most specific prophecy in the Bible that talks about the moral corruption of the end times. And it's happening. When I'm talking about this, you can see this happening all over the world right now. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. But know this, in the last days perilous or dangerous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying his power, and from such people turn away. For of this sort are those who creep into households and who make captives of gullible women loaded down with sins, led away by various lusts, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. So Paul is describing now the wholesale deconstruction of morality in the end times. And this is another prophecy that has been fulfilled in our time. This was not true when I was a child. Of course, I'm 68 years old. I was born in 1953. And so when, when I was born in 1953, it was just a totally different world. And on television, they couldn't show a bathroom on television. They couldn't show a bedroom on television with anybody in the bed. You had to have your feet on the floor. Pajamas had to be buttoned to the top button. There was no cursing. There was no profanity. Anything like that uh, at school every day. We prayed in the name of Jesus. The Ten Commandments were on the walls. This was not true a generation ago. But in the last 20 years, we have seen the wholesale deconstruction of morality on our planet. And it's one of the main signs of the end times. And the Apostle Paul says, dangerous times are going to come in the end times because men won't have any morality. There will be a wholesale deconstruction of morality. And he gives 19 specific measurements of the rejection of biblical morality. And that's just, it's amazing. And so 19, lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, proud, arrogant, all of those things, 19 different ways he explains it. You say, well, why, why would Paul give so many? Because it explains the full spectrum of immorality. See, if I said to you that someone was immoral, a lot of times you think that they're sexually immoral. Sexuality is just one part of morality. There's hatefulness, there's arrogance, there's uh, theft, there's all different ways, lying, all different ways that you can uh, be morally corrupt. And so the end times uh, uh, generation will be a generation of complete uh, immorality. And this is what he's saying. It also explains why God hates immorality and why he judges it so severely. And let me just say this, mor morals protect. See, the reason for morals is it protects all of us. And so if you come to me and you bring to me your family and all your money and you give it to me and say, Jimmy, listen, I've, I've got to go. I'm, I'm being called in the service and I've got to leave. I'm going to be serving overseas for two or three years. Would you take care of my family and would you take care of my money? If I'm a moral person, what it means is when you come back, your family and your money are at least as good, maybe better than when you left them. I will not do anything to, to harm anything that is yours. But if I'm an immoral person, and you leave your family and your money with me. When you come back, your family's destroyed, your money is gone. That's what an immoral person does. Morality protects all of us. And the reason that God hates immorality is it damages the people that he loves. God isn't some fuddy-duddy up in heaven that doesn't want us having any fun. God is a loving, wonderful God. 
And he wants us to be able to live in peace and safety and security. And he wants us to have morals in our lives. And so we can be the people that God wants us to be and live a safe life where everyone prospers. Here's another reason that God, that we have 19 different uh, measurements. It very specifically describes the world of the end times and why it will be such a dangerous generation. And when I was going through all of those 19, all of those are true today. We have never had a world brutal, despisers of God, haters of good. I mean, that's what you see today. That I was speaking one time in a church, and one of the most famous uh, boy bands in the world was in the service that I was preaching in. And this boy band, they were wearing promise rings. And their promise rings were promising that they wouldn't have sex. They made a, an agreement with God and their parents that they weren't going to get have sex until they got married. Those boys were publicly ridiculed for months about their stand to be virgins when they got married. And so we have a perverted value system in our society today. If you're perverted and if you have no morals, you're welcome to the club. You're welcome and exalted in our culture. But if you have uh, values, if you have Christian values, you're rejected. So let me talk about when you take the 19 different uh, ways that the Apostle Paul uh, talks about immorality and you break them up, they fall into four categories. And so because when you see them the way they are, I mean, it's kind of hard to get your head around that. But if you just understand it in four different categories, it makes it a little bit easier. The first is exaltation of self and narcissism. And so he says, lovers of self, that's the first thing he says, boasters, proud, haughty, headstrong. That's what you see in our society today. People are narcissistic. It's all about me. In fact, most people believe that the purpose of their life is to get, get as much as they can for themselves. Rather than serving God or serving society, they believe that life is all about, all about them. The second standard there is, or the second way that he describes it is rejection of authority. Disobedient to parents, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying his power. I reject all authority. And this is what we see today. We, we have anarchists in our society today for the first time. And there, the very large groups of anarchists, you see on the West Coast right now, these uh, gang uh, robberies where they're going into Nordstrom's, they're going into major retail outlets, groups of people and just robbing them blind. And the, the authorities are having a very hard time dealing with it because we're seeing more and more erosion of the authority of parents, of police. The, you know, you have the defund the police movement and all that kind of stuff. That is a fulfillment of Second uh, Timothy 3. Third category is rejection of moral standards. Unholy, Paul says, without self-control. Despisers of good. See, there was, a, there was a point in time that people would say, well, I'm I'm, you know, straight, or I'm, uh, I'm bisexual, or I'm homosexual. The word now is pansexual. Is that's the new word? And the word pansexual means I'll have sex anytime I want to, with anyone I want to, and no one's going to tell me otherwise. Sexuality is completely what I want it to be. So this is a, a, another a new level that people have gone to in this uh, immorality. And the fourth way that Paul talks about it is disloyal unloving and verbally vicious. Paul says, unloving, irreconcilable, unforgiving, blasphemers, slanderers, brutal, traitors, and unthankful. I mean, th these are this is a group of people that we have in the world right now. There's never been a group of people like this on the earth. There, there is a hatefulness and an immorality in the world right now, 
as we have never seen before, and it's making the world a dangerous place. The school shootings, the church shootings, the, the, the violence, the immorality, the murders. Look at Chicago. Look at, look at San Francisco, where they just have, they've had Walgreens close. They've had uh, grocery stores that close. They now have major uh, outlets that are closing because there's uh, all the theft and burglary and things like that, and they won't do anything about it, and all the shoplifting. And so God hates those things. God doesn't hate people. God hates the immorality because it hurts people. But if you took what I just said, I'm talking about believers now. If you're a believer living in the world that we're living in right now, what should we do? Well, if you reverse, if you take everything I just said that the apostles talking about, the apostle Paul's talking about in 2 Timothy chapter 3, and you just reverse it, here are the four signs that you are serving God in these end times and that you're not being taken away by the spirit of the world. The first is exaltation of God over myself. See, what the first thing the Apostle Paul was talking about is lovers of self, you know, boasters, proud, all those things. The number one thing that God looks for is that we're not into idolatry. The, the, the Ten Commandments, thou shalt have no other God before me. The number one God that people put over God is us, that we put ourselves over God. And so if I'm going to be a person who's not living in the deception and the moral corruption of the end times, I have got to be a person that I know that God is above me. I know that I am created and I am not the creator. I have got to know that there is a God and he is above me in all ways. The second way that we uh, keep from the moral corruption of the world and prove that we are living for God is submission to God's authority and to his delegated human authority. Jesus told us every day in the Lord's Prayer, Jesus told us every day how to pray. And here's what he said. He said, let your kingdom come and let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's submission. The word kingdom is the word basileia in the Greek. It means the direct rule of God. What Jesus told us to pray is, Lord, let your direct rule come and let your will, your perfect will be done in my life exactly the way it would be done in heaven. You see people who are rebellious, they're immoral, they have no God except for themselves. They reject all authority. The opposite of that is I put myself under God's authority and delegated human authority. And that means the government. That means the police department. That means my parents. That means my boss. I respect authority in my life. And here's what I, here's what I say to people about it. Uh, authority is not cramping my style. Authority is covering my life. Literally, when you're under authority, you're covered. Now, this James 4 the Apostle Paul says, submit to God, then resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Submit to God, then you have, then you can resist him. Why do you say that? Because in the kingdom of God, you only have as much authority as you're under. When you're not under authority, you have no authority against the devil. You only have authority to the degree that you're under authority. And so when you come under the authority of God, submit to God, this is God, we're living in rebellion over here, and so we have we have two problems. It says God resists the proud, but He gives grace to the humble. When you're not living under authority, not only are you being resisted by God, but you're being pummeled by the devil, and there's nothing you can do about it. When you come under authority, God gives grace to the humble. So when you humble yourself and come under authority, He gives you grace, but He also gives you authority over the devil. So submit to God, then resist the devil. Is the devil attacking you? You have authority over him if you're under authority. So every day when we're praying the Lord's Prayer, we're saying, God, I recognize 
your authority. I know that I'm the sheep and you're the shepherd. I know that I am the created and you're the creator. And Lord, I come under your authority. This, this is not what the world is saying right now. The world is in rebellion against God. The world is thumbing its nose at God. And I've told you on this program before, read Revelation. Read the Bible. The people in rebellion against God right now are going to go through absolute hell on earth. They're going to die in mass. And those who live are going to live during the worst tribulation in the history of the world. Do not uh, envy those people. Uh, authority is a wonderful, necessary thing. And all of God's blessings come when we're under his authority and, and the delegated human authority. The third thing that the Apostle Paul talked about was morality, the acceptance of the absolute moral standards of the Bible. See, all of us are imperfect. None of us are perfectly moral or perfect people. But there's a difference between saying, you know, I accept these morals over here and I'm trying to live my best according to those, but I fail. And when I fail, I ask God to forgive me. That's all of us. Every single one of us are in that category. There's another uh, attitude, though, that just says I reject the standards of the Bible. I reject the absolute moral standards of the Bible, that, that, that truth is what I say it is. Morality is what I say it is. Immorality changes over time. Morality is fluid. Okay, I accept the moral standards of the Bible, and to the best of my ability, I'm going to live according to those standards. Number four is loving others loyally and sacrificially. It talked about people being traitors, headstrong, irreconcilable, unloving, that that the love of Jesus, Jesus' commandment was for us to love others as he has loved us and to love each other. And he says, all men will know that you're my disciples if you have love for one another. And so love is the sign that Jesus is in our lives. Love is the sign that we are different than the spirit that's in the world. And I say to you, this is how America began. This is how America became great was the morality of the Bible, not perfect people, but Judeo-Christian ethic ruled in America, is a nation we have fallen. We have fallen. America is in a moral freefall, and the only hope of America, the Bible says it is Christ in you, the hope of glory, is that whenever we as believers succumb to the spirit of the age, we, you know, we, we're not salt anymore. We're not light anymore. And there's nothing keeping the nation from, from going adrift. But when believers begin to stand up and, and submit to God, recognize God, we begin to come under authority and we begin to love other people. And that's what I'm saying during this Christmas season. Love other people, whether they love you or not, whether they, love, whether they accept you as a Christian or not. Love other people and love more than anything else shows that we are the people of God and that we're different. Let me read one more scripture to you. And this is Jesus now, and this is Matthew chapter 5. This begins in verse 13. You're the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. During this Christmas season, I'm reminding all of us that Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world. He died for the sins of the world, and he's gone. He is in heaven at the right hand of God. That's what the Bible says. He's with us in spirit. The Holy Spirit is with us. But we are now the hands and feet of Jesus. We're the body of Christ, and he lives through us. 
The love of God will only be seen by many, many people in the world if we show it to them. If we love them in spite of themselves, you're going to be with family members who you don't agree with, maybe family members who have hurt you very deeply. And I just remind you, love as much as you possibly can. Love those people and be the face and, and uh, heart of Jesus to them. Thank God that Jesus Christ came to the world to give us hope. Thank God he's coming again soon to take us to himself. During this Christmas season, let's remember that we're different. We have a different Jesus than other people have. He has a different nature, and he's called us to be a different people. Now, I want you to stay tuned. We're going to go into the subscriber-only portion of the program. If you're not a subscriber, go to, to endtimes.com, and you can become a subscriber for $7 a month, $77 a year. We would love to have you as a, a subscriber. The Tipping Point Show is just one thing that you get on endtimes.com. We have articles. Uh, we have breaking news articles and other articles that come out through the week. We would love to have you be a subscriber. If you're a subscriber now, you can't watch the full Tipping Point podcast on uh, YouTube. You have to go to endtimes.com to watch the whole thing or to respond to the email emails that we sent out to you. So stay, stay tuned if you're a subscriber. <music> 